Is that a beer? Yeah, I'm having a Miller. Fuck it, why not? I haven't had a beer <laughs> Let's in like... Let's go! Dude, no lie, like, I can't remember the last time I came home and just had a beer. I said, fuck it, I was making some steaks, so... Just had a beer. Fuck it. Welcome, everybody, back to the Built Different Podcast. I'm here with Wolfie. Of course, my name is Tom. And we are back with an MLB podcast, oh, yeah. episode number... 29, 29, and guess what? Baseball is back. So as we're recording this, I believe it is two days before spring training games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two days before spring training games are kicking off. People have reported to spring. We still got free agents. The offseason was crazy. I'm here with my guy, Wolf. How you doing? Sax, I'm doing good. Yo, man, you said it uh Baseball's back, bro. And I'm excited. That was like the first thing I said when the Super Bowl ended. I'm like, baseball is back. I just want a quick little rant here. One of the main reasons I'm excited, especially this year, obviously we're diehard fans. We say every year, you know, open today. I'm so excited. The reason I'm excited this year is because coming from a Met perspective, 2021, we had the whole Lindor bias thing, thought we were going to the playoffs. It was a long season. 2022, same thing. 100 games, went to the last, you know, game of the year. Lost the division, but still went to the playoffs. Long season, right? Last year, if you're a real realistic Met fan, most of us knew by July that season was practically over. Yo, I was still going to games in September, still watching, but you kind of felt like the season was over at that point. And it's like you almost were waiting to get to the next one. And while expectations are tampered this year with playoffs and winning the division, I'd be lying if I didn't say like I was so excited to just turn the page get the new fresh coat of paint like see a new team on the field just like put the past aside and get the new season going so like I've been waiting for this not just since like November when this World Series ended I've been waiting for this since like June bro yeah you know I'm not gonna lie I mean for me as a Nationals fan I know I got the Yankee jersey on because <laughs> you know I'll say it on this podcast you know I'm going to be you know rooting for the Yankees this year um I'm from New York I I think you know the I've always grew up in a you know Yankee household um it was either Yankees or Red Sox a little bit of Mets um but mostly Yankees um and you know what I I they got Juan Soto so I'm I'm gonna be riding with the Yankees this year because the Nationals man we <laughs> we ain't gonna do not a damn thing uh, but actually, you know, I'm also like really looking forward to watching Nationals games this year. We should have a lot of our prospects, you know, debuting this year from James Wood. You know, hey, even Dylan Cruz is looking really good in camp so far. They they might give him a shot this year. Um, you know, Cade Cavalli going to be coming back from Tommy John at some point um, this year as well. Brady House is getting better. Robert Hassel had an amazing you know, off-season camp and Arizona Fall Leagues, you know, all that good stuff. So, I get it. I definitely get it, Wolf. Fresh coat of paint, um, but for the Nats, it's just another fresh coat of losing. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, our big, our big acquisition was Joey Gallo. So, you yeah, know, we'll, that's true. we'll see where that takes us. But, hey, uh, Nationals ownership did announce that they're not selling. Um, so... You know, I think I think that's definitely huge news. The one thing that's so. a little surprising, just quick too, on the Nationals is that well, I understand you know they're obviously not going to be winning anything in the next year or two. I mean, I don't want to, you know, you never know. I'm you never know. 
But my point is, I'm a little surprised because they have spent money in the past that I'm a little surprised they're not a little bit more aggressive on some of these one or two year deals. I'll just give a quick example, like a Luis Severino. Like, I'm a little surprised that they're not one of those teams in the mix for, like, these one-year deal contracts. How they did Candelario last year. Solid. Solid. Like, things like that. I'm just a little bit surprised they're not doing it more. I expect Joey Gallo to be a piece like that. I'd be... I, I'm not a gambling man. I would bet money he's not going to be on your team come the end of July. But I'm surprised they don't do that a little bit more because I feel like it would kind of quicken the the pace of, you know... Like, hey, I hate to say it, but like, let's just say, yo, if JD Martinez is not signed, it can't hurt to just give him a deal just to trade him off later in the season. Why not? Yeah, man, I I, I absolutely agree. Um, but you know, I, I think with ownership not selling now and actual the you know the whole TV, you know the the, the whole TV part of the deal actually figuring itself out. I think bright days are going to be ahead for the Nationals. I think this year is going to be the most important year. I think the reason why it's taken so long is because they held on as long as they did. Like the world like realistically when the Nationals won the World Series, that was their last like year of the window. Like the window was you, everybody knows that window was damn near fucking shut. You could barely throw, like, a card through it. It was, like, that like, closed. Yeah, Bryce Harper left. You know, shit was getting real crucial. More people were expected to leave. You know, no no one had the Nationals winning. And then, you know, they did. And then we tried to hold on for another two or three more years. So this is still a normal rebuild. It's just we lost for so long at this point. You know, five years, we're going on six now. I'll say one thing, too, um, just a quick point. As a Nationals fan, I don't think you guys get appreciated for as much as that 2019 run. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, everybody always talks about the... Like, I swear we hear more about the Astros winning, and they won two years before that Nationals game. Like, this is more recent, and you hear more about the 17 series, or the Dodgers, or the Red Sox, and it's like, dude, that was like an insane run that I... I swear Bro, no one talks about enough. Well, I think, like, that that offseason was completely, like, literally, like, three days after that, like, the Astros news came out. So I think that played a big factor into it. But I don't know. MLB just hates the Nationals. I mean, <laughs> I, that, that the Nationals winning the World Series kind of proved to me that uh, baseball isn't fixed because I really feel like MLB just hates the Washington Nationals. They give them, like... No, like, unless Bryce Harper was there, they give them, like, nothing. No. Like, even when we were on that run, like, we were on the run during the season, and, like, no one, like, no media was barely batting an eye. They didn't give a fuck. Um, they were so happy when Bryce Harper and Trey Turner left so that they could advertise them. Yeah, yeah you're right. In, in Philly and L.A. You know what it was? It was almost uh, kind of like with, when the Strasburg and Harper thing kind of came up in the beginning. Like, I feel like attention was kind of going to it. And maybe they were like, oh, you bamboozled oh me God. with that whole thing. So now we're not, like, giving you guys attention again. But at the <laughs> same time, Strasburg like, Soto thing. was amazing. Dude, this Strasburg thing is a little is a little nuts, too. Because, um, you know, if everybody remembers, he retired last year. Yeah. Um, but he actually didn't. The Nationals, like, I guess the Nationals were going to do a retirement ceremony and shit. And then they canceled it. Um, because they wanted they wanted Steven Strasburg to if he's going to retire to I guess 
Like, I don't. It, it's I. I have no idea. It's very shitty what? from the sound so, of it. I was gonna say yeah. they wanted him. What's to, going? Like they want him to give up like a lot of his money that he's owed mm-hmm. rightfully. Um, which I get in a way because it's a business, and you know we gave you a huge contract, and you've only pitched eight games since getting that contract. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, but he was World Series MVP, so it is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, but so this year they want him to show up to spring training, but not pitch, but take up a roster spot and mentor the young guys. What the fuck? I don't know what's gonna happen with this situation, could, but it's it's interesting. If anything, I would try to like be like, "Yo, you're on the coaching staff." Try to like mimic the contract to like include that or something. Like, what the hell? Like to take up a roster spot? Like, yo, what is? I tell him go pitch like, run or something then for a bit. I'm praying that these prospects work out because if not, this is gonna be the most confusing rebuild ever and i can't wait to talk about it like that's why i just can't wait for this year to happen and this next off season to happen because i, I i'm how you felt last year yeah now like i'm kind of looking forward to next season as a nationals fan because i'm confused and i just gotta wait and see i just hope james wood and dylan cruz are who they're supposed to be and hopefully elijah wood and we'll find and out. Who knows? Maybe next year your <laughs> owners will be like, you know what? I'm back. We're gonna open up the pocketbook, and you guys can be the highest bidder for Soto and get him back. Well, but and that's the thing is like, if people remember, the Nationals did have a top five payroll. Yeah. On, during Hell the yeah. years of like 2000 and like ever since they signed Scherzer to you know the big deal, they kept signing people and signing, signing Daniel Murphy, signing. You know, just kept signing. And as people. much as we hate to say, I know it didn't work out and it sucks, but dude, they dished some money towards uh, Corbin too. Like there, there was guy. They did dish people, money out. People say the people say the Patrick Corbin deal didn't work out. I say it did. He was hey, you got a, World a crazy reliever during the World Series. And as a Met fan, and now he's like bro, he's my he's my favorite loser, oh, dude. Yeah. I would take that any. I would take Patrick Corbin if you would have told me. The same thing with Patrick Corbin. I would have signed him too, knowing I would have got a World Series. It wouldn't even be a question. And he's he's taking all the smacks during this rebuild. Fuck it. He's taking it like a fucking champ. And to his defense, he, he never stopped. He's, he's never stopped, bro. bro. He hasn't, he hasn't like, faked an injury. He hasn't complained to the media. He hasn't fucking cried about anything. He's just literally showed up. Sucked. <laughs> went home. Well, he had a bounce back year last yeah, year. Yeah, there were some good months. Better yeah. than the year before. <laughs> But when he was having the worst, like one of the worst MLB so years bad. ever, it was so bad. He just showed up and took it. He, he pitched all year. I felt bad. And for Dave him. Martinez constantly gave him the option, like, "Do you want to be shut down?" And Patrick Corbin pitched from point A <laughs> to point dude, B. He he doesn't get enough respect. Honestly, you're right. Like now that I'm thinking about it, dude, like I actually f- genuinely feel for him because it's like he's had to actually, like you said, he's had success. So it's not like you haven't seen it. It's just like. He, he's just along for the ride now. Like he's just sitting in the back of the bus. Oh man! But yeah, enough about the Nationals. Cause I could talk fucking. We I, could have one whole podcast so about true. the Nationals. I really could. I really could. <laughs> favorite move from the offseason? Oh, I mean, my obvious favorite move. I mean, the Yankees one was obviously great, but I'm uh, the one I'm gonna have to go with is the Corbin Burns one. And the reason I say that is because they need that so bad. 
It's actually the one thing that we talked about last year that going into the deadline, they could have used that solid ace. There was even talks of us saying like, wow, imagine if they could be the one to actually get Scherzer or Verlander. Clearly it didn't happen. Obviously whatever, you know, whatever happened results wise. But this year was a perfect scenario for them to go out and get it. And not only just go out and get it, but in my opinion, they did it for relatively cheap and kind of like, you know, stunned a lot of other teams. Like, I'm shocked they team like the Yankees didn't do it. Like, you're telling me no other team in, the, in all of baseball wanted that guy and the Orioles were the ones that do it? Plus, they did it right after they got the new ownership. So that's a solid first move going forward. you got to be happy as an Orioles fan seeing that. So, I, I mean, I would also yeah. like to see them do more this year in general. But that is one of the pieces that's like, holy crap, you needed this. You have a lot of solid young kids behind you, too. So this is like someone that could lead the staff, take some pressure off of those kids. It was beautiful. It was like, I'll say that. It was it, honestly like it, it's my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up because the one thing that I've been saying for the past two years since the Orioles started taking off is that they just need a leader at the top of that young rotation. Yep. Just get an aged leader, a guy that can go in, go to war with them. Because as you saw in the playoffs last year, they needed that. And I think the first game of the playoffs is one of the, honestly, the most important games of the entire postseason. And, you know, you can, you can argue for any game, but it seems like last postseason game one and round one was very important. And now that you have Corbin Burns, I think things can go better for them. Corbin Burns is solid, solid under pressure. He was, he was with the Brewers. I know they never really did much. Um, but he played. He played a lot of games under pressure, and from my memory, he he did decently well. One of my predictions um, so, too is I actually think he's. I don't know if he'll win it, but I would be shocked if he's not in the top three in Cy Young voting in the AL at the end of the year. And I like yo. What this does is it takes a lot of pressure off of Grayson Rodriguez. Too. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, he no continue. No, I was ahead. gonna say the one thing I actually just looked up because I actually forgot about it. It's because I was thinking the same thing. Grayson, Wells, Kremer, Bradish, I know. John Means is coming back. That's bro. who I just typed in. John Means, bro. <laughs> Apparently they said he's coming back a little slow in the spring training, but he's you know, he's taking his reps right now. But I completely forgot because that's almost like a second acquisition because they didn't have him for pretty much all bro, last John year. John Means was like when they were bad, he was Yeah, great. now imagine him as like a two or three <laughs> or even like wherever everybody winds up in the rotation. Like having Corbin Burns just makes you're two through five, like, like, a, like yeah. you just, it's so much then, less like pressure. I said, like, for Grayson Rodriguez, man, like, for him, it takes off so much pressure because he is, you know, he was their best pitching prospect coming up through the system, expected to be the ace, came up last year under a lot of pressure, didn't do good at first, fixed it up, had a good end of the year, but now it's kind of like Corbin Burns is going to take all that pressure of being the ace, being the number one guy you know, being the, the anchor of the rotation, Grayson Rodriguez just got to go out there and pitch at this and point. And to tell you the thing, if he actually does go out and pitch like that, let's just say if he pitches to even just a, around a three, even if it's a mid three, you're talking with him and those Corbin and the other three guys we mentioned. I mean, dude, Wells last year was one of the best pitchers in the yeah. AL. Like you're talking. They got a lot of dude, depth. Not even just They depth. got a lot of Like depth. Sachs thinking about it compared to – the rest of just specifically the AL, obviously, you know, Yankees ups and downs questions. You can make the argument they have the best rotation in the AL. 
I mean, which team is coming close? Like, all right, Seattle's still good. I'll give them that. Seattle's great. I mean, kind of the Astros. You don't know what you really get with Verlander anymore. The other guys have had injuries. Like, Toronto, not really. Like, wh- what other really teams are out there that you're like, oh, my gosh, look at that rotation compared to this one. But I'll give you my favorite move from the offseason. I think it's obvious. I mean, you said it was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> The, the Yankees traded for Juan Soto. And, like, for the Yankees, like, this was, like, the most – besides this Blake Snell um, acquisition, I think this Juan Soto deal was the most, like, slap in the face. Like, you have to do it. Like, if you don't make this trade, you're not the Yankees. Pack it up. You're going to suck for the next several years. Rebuild. Go home. Go away. I don't care about you anymore. And the Yankees did it. They traded for Juan Soto. I don't think it'll be a rental. Juan Soto loves New York. As a Nationals fan, every time he went, you know, to that Yankees trip or that Mets trip, especially going on that Mets trip several times a year, he was always on Instagram looking like a little kid, loving his time (laughs) in New York. Uh, He's built for New York. He always loves the spotlight. I think it's like literally it's a perfect match. And the Yankees, honestly, over the past few years, I don't think this forgives what they've done. But honestly, you can be glad that they've been patient for this move. And they kind of held their held their guns on the other moves because it, it, it's perfect. I think what it does is it immediately solidifies their lineup. I have a point on Glaber Torres later. What, Giancarlo Stanton, for whatever it's worth, he seems to be taking this shit seriously. He's in shape now. Um, you're hearing good things from Marcus Stroman saying that he's going to ignore social media, which is huge for that guy. Um, it, it seems like a really locked in team now. Like it seems like a team that like, you know, it feels like the Yankees again. And a lot of people hate the Yankees and they're probably going to hate Juan Soto and his shuffle and everything. Um, but man, playing Juan Soto next to Aaron judge, both of those guys are going to get better pitches and it's, it's going to be disgusting. It's going to help the whole lineup. Uh, by the way, just quick shout-out before I forget. I have to actually give some props to Marcus Stroman. He is the only baseball player that's ever fully interacted with me, like, many times on Twitter, and he was always cool every time, like, any time I posted anything. So shout-out to him. He's really cool. Um, dude, Juan Soto, like you said, is literally a perfect match for the Yankees. That stadium, the atmosphere, like, I'll say one thing, and you actually brought it up quick, and I'm glad you did, because I kind of wasn't thinking about it off the top of my head. Imagine they're playing the Red Sox. Now, granted, the Red Sox aren't that great, but you just know the rivalry is still going to be there. Red Sox aren't that great this year. But just say they're playing the Red Sox at home, like the Yankees are home. And it's like a tie game in the eighth, or the ninth, whatever, late game. And you have Soto come up, and he does that shuffle to the Yankee crowd, you know how intense that crowd is going to be behind Soto? The people in New York are going to eat that up. They love that arrogance, like, cocky. Bro, and that's... They're going to love that. And you see how big they are behind Aaron Judge. They're going to, like... And he's quiet. They're going to return that. And he's quiet. And they're going to return that for Juan Soto. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like, it's going to be a a great lineup. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Juan Soto is a lefty. 
So that porch for all the players that everyone has ever said that the Yankees should get because the the Short right porch. you know the the porch on the right is fucking tiny as fuck. You know they said that they should get Cody Bellinger and they said they should get Joey Gallo and they said that they should get Bryce Harper and they said you know every left-hander with power they said that they should get. They got Juan Soto now and I think it I think it's real and Juan Soto has scary scary pop. And you're putting him next to Aaron Judge, and it's it's gonna be some fireworks, oh, dude. And you and you know what's funny too is that when there's trades that happen or players come to new teams, especially New York City, there's always like even Lindor, there was always that like, oh man, I wonder if they're gonna be able to handle New York. Like, oh, I wonder how they're gonna be able to handle you know the spotlight or the fans. In my mind. Like, there's no doubt I know he's going to have a good season. Like, I've never been so assured that someone's going to handle the I feel the like moment. no one's, I was going to say, I feel like no one's questioning. Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> whether no, uh, no one is. I've heard, like, almost MVP talks, if anything. Like, I've not heard one, like, oh, I wonder if he's going to handle the, the spotlight in the city. It's like, hell yes, he's going to. Well, because, like, people have to remember who Juan Soto is. Like, I get it. Like the this past little stint in San Diego was forgettable, and even it even though it was forgettable, he still put up great numbers. His down years is years that a lot of players wish they could have, so that they could fucking get paid. Like we're talking about a guy that's gonna get you know five hundred plus million on his next contract, yep. and he's not Shohei Otani. Yep. But um, like the, this guy Juan Soto won the World Series in his second year. It, honestly, as a rookie, his first home run came in Yankee Stadium, by the way. And literally the next year, he, without Bryce Harper there, with all the odds stacked against the Nationals, won, like I don't want to say carried because we had Anthony Rendon, but was a huge reason why we won. Was in the World Series hitting bombs, showing up fucking Garrett Cole, like go. carrying his bat down the line as a fucking, you know, as He's a teenager, a G, dude. You know what I mean? Like that confidence as a teenager, that eye that he has, and he's not even like close to being old. No, yet. dude. And that's one of the things, like when you just brought that up, like I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, this is like four or five years ago. It's like, I feel like he's been in, he's been in league for half a decade and the dude's like five years, six years younger than I am. Still, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't understand that. Like, and he wasn't one of those young kids that fucking was too immature or burned out or anything. He just took it and ran with it. And here he is as he. It's crazy. And we might have one of the best duos we've ever seen. Yeah. How old is he off the top of our? What is he? Twenty three. Once. Let me look quick. I want to say he's twenty four. Uh, he is. 25 okay and he turns 26 this year so all right easily 15 more years we could agree at least if not 16 let's just say 16 to make it even right 16 i'll be 45 and this dude will still be in the league (laughs) that's crazy to me to think about like bro he's younger than me right (laughs) dude think about it like like i just said all right so same thing with you add on 15 more years he's usually gonna play till he's 40 so you're gonna be in your 40s bro you're in your 40s, and that dude that won you the World Series when you were in your mid-20s is still playing baseball. 
That's crazy. Bro, we're, the same, we're the same age, but he's he'll, fucking young. He'll be it's that insane. guy that goes down and is like, oh, man, when I was young, you guys should have saw Mickey Mantle. Oh, man, he, you guys should have saw Babe Ruth back in the day. No, you guys should have saw and That's Soto. why I think, like, literally, like, Juan Soto is that kind of talent, and now he's in the perfect fucking spot. Perfect spot. Yeah. Oh, but, absolutely. um, enough about our orgasm about Juan Soto. <laughs> what is your least favorite move from the offseason? I'm going to keep it simple. Mine is Red Sox trading Alex Verdugo to the Yankees. Now, listen, one might think that it's not, you know, it's one, it's an irrelevant deal, whatever, you know, who gives a shit? Literally, as a Red Sox fan, Chris, shout out to Chris. I feel bad for you guys. You <laughs> traded Mookie Betts and you got this package back that was centered around Alex Verdugo and Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs saw what happened. He's not even a national anymore. You know, it, that's how bad yep. he is. He tried out to be a national and he couldn't even do that. And then Alex Verdugo, you trade him. To your rival, <laughs> the Yankees. Crazy, dude. I don't. I'm shocked. They and for me, that has to be like it's an all-time low. And you didn't do anything in the off-season. You know, you're getting a documentary. I think you're getting two documentaries. One about the past. One about this year. I don't know why this year. You literally just have probably Rafael Devers is just the only thing worth anything in that locker room anymore. And you traded Alex Verdugo. The one. You know, I'm not saying you hang on to him because of the Mookie Betts trade, but, like, out of some kind of pride, why'd you trade him to the Yankees? Yeah, I, I don't get it, dude. Like, I, I've, I mentioned it quick before we started this episode. Like, a lot of the moves they're doing don't make sense, but the fact that they traded in division is pretty surprising, especially because they knew the Yankees needed a left-handed bat and, a, and an outfielder, too. Like, I'm a little surprised about that. I've, if anything, too, like... What's weird is because he wasn't a bad player for them. And they did things last year like sign Yoshi. They brought in Vaughn Grisham. So it's like kind of like to break it down to, I'm just not really getting that. Unless they have another, someone coming up that would fill that role. But to do it early, it just, I don't know, man. It's just such a weird, like you said, especially because the Mookie Betts thing, that's still relatively fresh. You know, it's. <laughs> and it burns. Yeah. It has to <laughs> unless, unless you know what it is too. Unless it is that other direction. Unless they were hoping Yoshi coming in could kind of give them a like a wild card spot. See what Sale does when he come back. Oh, what do you know? They didn't go to the playoffs, so get rid of Sale. Trade for Duke. Go kind of break it down a little bit. I guess Yoshi was just an outlier. They just happened to get him for like a cheaper deal. Same thing with Devers. Just keep him to keep someone around. But it sounds like the rest of the team's breaking down. They didn't keep Turner. They got rid of Christian Vasquez in the last couple of years. Like that team is just in a weird spot right now. Well, what is your what is your least favorite movie? Uh, I, I I think I mentioned it quick, but I didn't go into depth. Uh, I really did not like the Seattle Mariners move with trading Robbie Ray to get back Mitch Haniger. I was like, I understand they wanted Mitch Haniger back, and maybe with the Giants' perspective, they were thinking about bringing an arm back. But for both of their sakes, it doesn't make sense because. Mitch Hanniger was just a free agent. Seattle could have signed him and then used Robbie Ray as a trade piece with having Mitch Hanniger still. So then they could have brought back in someone else. And then from the Giants' perspective, you just signed Mitch Hanniger. Once again, if you want to, like him, trade him for another piece. 
and not for nothing, but there's still pitchers on the market. Like, why can't you go out and sign Jordan Montgomery? Like, I know, obviously, price-wise, it's not the same, but, like, you're taking a big risk, too, in Robbie Wright. Yeah. Like, you're you're losing a bat. You're bringing in a agree. pitcher that hasn't pitched in a while. I feel like with, it, it's one of those trades that, like, when when the Twins last year and the Mariners traded, or the Marlins, and they gave up Luis Arise and Pablo Lopez, everybody's like, wow, everybody kind of won there. It made sense. They needed pitching. They needed a bat. This one doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't think either team needed these two specific players for their role. Like, I'm, like, Seattle, in my opinion, they're just bringing back what they've had for the last five years. I don't know. I mean, it, <coughs> if Robbie Ray is going to come back this year, and, you know, I love it for the Giants. I mean, I, I don't want to say Unless they were it, trying to get like, rid of the contract. They could be. If anything, it makes like, more sense for the Giants. I like it for the Giants. I like it for the Giants because it's kind of like there's no risk. I don't think there's really any risk in this. I mean, Mitch Hanniger he had a terrible year last year for you guys. And then you're going to take Robbie Ray, who, you know, coming off of Tommy John surgery, the giants, they do really good with their pitchers, man. And Robbie Ray, for what it's worth is a Cy Young award winner three years ago. As to which team had the worst off season. I'm going to answer it as the Mariners, man. When you, when you come off of, actually winning a playoff series for you know the first time in however long and you just don't fucking do anything and then you come into the next season same <coughs> you know same kind of hype you know get a little bit better Teoscar Hernandez whatever and you just miss out on everything <laughs> like just shoot the gun miss everything yep. and you don't do really anything again. Like they made, they made some cool moves, some cool, very little moves. You know, they got Jorge Polanco, Mitch Haneker can be good. If he, you know, whatever goes back to the, you know, Seattle days, you know, back when he was there, um, you know, they like, they can, they, they can pull it off with this team, but they needed, they needed to take what, Julio Rodriguez has given them, especially in a down year last year, and surround him with talent, and they just didn't do that. And I think it's a very missed opportunity because the Astros, they didn't do nothing but make one fucking move, which was get Josh Hader, but that happens to be a great-ass yeah, move. Yeah. The fucking Astros, Astros, man. I don't even think they need to do much else. <laughs> The Rangers just won the World Series, and all they're waiting on is health from their players this year, and they're going to be a juggernaut yet again. Absolutely. Um, well, and you know you're going to get to beat up on the Angels and the Athletics. So I don't. I really am not understanding this. I really think they should sign Cody Bellinger. I think they should be like begging for his services. You just read my mind. Put him in Julio. Put him in Julio Rodriguez in the outfield. Surround the, you know, then you have a nice scrappy lineup around those two guys. But well, you know, they they kind of blew. I love their rotation. Uh, they didn't do much for their bullpen. I just I don't get it, and I you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like you're finally good for once. You got momentum. You got the biggest like it, the the crowd is insane. Feed off of that, but you just yeah. You just, just gave it up and you know at least at least the toronto blue and my last point to that 
I would have said the Blue Jays were the worst offseason, but at least they're fucking trying. They're still like picking away. They're trying. Yeah. They got, you they've, know, what they've, I mean? they brought in names. Like, they brought in names and they still have hope for some of the guys that were still around, too. And it's funny that you just mentioned the Blue Jays because I was just about to reverse my point where I'm like, I can't believe they did the Hanniger thing. Because then I was thinking, you know what? Giants need a pitching. They, like you said, Hanniger had a bad season. Get rid of him. Then I'm like, oh, you know, Mariners had Hanniger. He's done well there. So good track record. Plus, they didn't need the pitching. They got Gilbert, Kirby, Castillo they brought in. They brought up Miller last year. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe they don't need the pitching. But then something hit me that you just brought up. You guys went out last year and traded for Teoscar Hernandez. And you did not resign him. And the only bat you brought back in is the guy you've had for the last half a decade. So in my opinion, you really screwed up. Because if you're going to trade Robbie Ray, in my opinion, you should not have gotten Mitch Hanniger. I'm sorry, but you got to go somewhere different. If you didn't resign him in the offseason, go somewhere different. Plus, you didn't refill that big bat hole. Like, you need... Bellinger, honestly, I'll, I actually wish they would have got Snell because apparently Snell was a Seattle fan growing up. They still technically, I guess, can. And I don't even know if they necessarily need the pitching, so I'm okay with that. But why not get Bellinger? Bellinger would be such a solid piece next to Julio, right left-handed bat, you know, good contact, good pop, completely changes that lineup. If you have Julio, uh, Ty France... You know, Bellinger, you got Raleigh up there. I mean, dude, you're starting to look that team around. Even just sprinkle in, like, another piece here and there, like a DH, like a J.D. Martinez. All of a sudden, that team's really good. J.P. Crawford just had one of, like, probably (coughs) the best year of his career last year. Yeah, and even, like, and and, Um, and if you already got Mitch Hanniger, we have to include him, too. But why stop there? You know, why not get at Bellinger? Because now if you have him and Bellinger and Julio, that lineup looks completely different. Yeah, absolutely. So who... Was your worst offseason, or are we in agreement? Uh, yeah, you know, we're in agreement, because I was going to say Boston originally, but I forgot they did actually get Vaughn Grisham back, so you know what, I, yeah. For Chris, yeah, and, and you know, like, and they, that's a trade, they, like, we could talk yeah. about that trade real quick, like, it's a trade that makes sense to me, because, you know, the Braves, they're in this position where they're going for a World Series, so getting Chris Sale makes sense. Chris Sale apparently is in very great spirits. He had his first full offseason camp. Come back player of the year. You know, <laughs> in several years, since like 2018, he hasn't been injured in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says he's having fun, which is scary. But also on the Red Sox end, for a player like that that's injured on a decent contract, you're going to get back a top prospect. I, I like yeah. it. Yep. You know, even if he ends up nothing, like, it's just like, I, you know, whatever. I actually think he'll be good. <laughs> like, I actually have high hopes for Vaughn Grisham, especially now because his position's not blocked. That was, like, a big thing going with the Braves. He was unhappy about that. Once I read that that's who they got back from, I couldn't remember the name. I was like, you know, okay, that's... Plus, you know, I'd rather them do that, get rid of Sale, bring back a prospect, get rid of Verdugo, bring back something. At least do something where you're like, you know what? It didn't work. We're getting rid of the dead weight. So that's why I can't fault them. But yeah, Seattle's got to be up there, man. That's got to be one of the worst ones. There's some teams that, like the Angels you could point at, but we all knew the Angels weren't going to go anywhere and do anything after last season. But a team like Seattle that has so much talent still there, it's got to be them. And it's like you're, you're Seattle, and it's like we you, you play this 162-game season, which is insane. That's a lot of games. <laughs> And it literally came down to the last, like, couple series of the year. If you remember, like, we were a couple outcomes away from Seattle winning the division. Yeah. 
and Texas not winning the division and Houston not making it or Texas not making it, you know, they, there was a lot that could have gone on, you know, with those three teams right there. Yeah. And that, like, and, and you don't see that as a sign. After, like, literally in the All-Star break, you traded away your bullpen pieces because you thought, hey, this is it. We're done. Like, this is Seattle checking the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and then you still make a hell of a fucking run. And that's not your sign to do something. No, it's so true. <laughs> Especially because you've done trades throughout the last couple seasons and both times you fell short. So it's like... You- your pitching staff is amazing. You're in the top five in baseball last year in most pitching categories. You have one of the best prospects in baseball. You have other pieces around still. Plus, you have a good bullpen. And I don't want to hear it. You have money. You're like in the... I think what they were... If I'm not mistaken, last year they were in like 16th or 17th in payroll. Something in the bottom 15. It's like, what's stopping you? Plus, to their defense, they've beaten the Astros in games before... And the rest of the AL is not unbeatable. They've beaten a lot of teams in the AL. Like it's not like you're facing like the Dodgers and the Baltimore Braves. Baltimore is not gonna and, and Baltimore is not gonna be like beatable for so long. Like I think like if they keep going the way Baltimore is going, they're gonna be like at the Atlanta Braves of the AL where you just don't want to run into yep. them at all. But I think they're gonna be better than the Braves. I- but, and and the know. thing about them, too, which is so hard to find, which is why I really wish they would, it's a lot easier to find some bats than it is to find four all-star pitchers. Dude, Castillo, Kirby, and Gilbert, just and that's not even including uh, Bryce Miller they brought up last year. Who was, yeah. And then, bro, woo, bro. Yeah. Like, as a number five. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you have, like, a full rotation. Obviously, injuries, obviously. But you have a full rotation, and you're just, like, not adding to that. Dude, look at what the Mets did in 2015. We had Eric Campbell still on the team, yet our rotation was good enough to bring us to the World Series. Like, if we actually, and we had to add bats like Cespedes. Like, what are you adding? Nothing. Nothing. And that's just so frustrating. But the team that had the best offseason, who do you think it is? Uh, it, it's got to be the Dodgers. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Dude, you know, I've been trying all day thinking about this question. I was hoping you didn't say that because oh. I was ready to go on a fucking rant. No, dude, them, like, yeah, I man. couldn't not, like, every way I was, because at first I was trying to think the Yankees, and then, the, like, there wasn't an, I even just texted you guys before, I forgot Teoscar Hernandez went to the Dodgers. Like, they made so many moves, I literally forgot how many moves they made. Well, like, And it, it's like, because, like, with the Yankees, like, the Juan Soto move is cool, Marcus Stroman, a couple other things they did was, you know, Verdugo, all right, but, you know, you still could see, like, the Yankees still needed to do a little bit yep. more. Orioles still needed to do a little bit more. Uh, what was another team Astros that really, had to go yeah, Astros like, needed to do they Every something. team needed to do a little bit <laughs> yeah. more. But the Dodgers, oh my gosh, god damn, dude, they did not hold back. You're talking Yamamoto, Glasnow, Soto, or uh, excuse me, Otani, uh, Tay Oscar. They brought back Kershaw. Like, dude, the list goes on and on and on of what they did. Plus, they get a bunch of guys back from injuries this year too. So it's not even like, oh well, that's only the pitching they got. They need a lot more pitching. Like, they get Walker Bueller back. They get Dustin May back. Like, they did so much. I said it when they this all happened. Like, they have to win the World Series now. If they do not win the World Series, it's a, I, it's the biggest bust in sports. I don't care if they have next year or the year before. I disagree, Wolfie. I, comp- 
I disagree. No. And this is the crazy part about the Dodgers right now is that if they lose this year, they're going to come back with the same team next year and the same team after. Like, they have this specific team on lock. They're going to get a few chances at this. And I think, like, I will sit here and say on this podcast that the Dodgers will be the World Series champions this year. And if they don't win, yes, it, it should be a little disappointing. But, like, my thing is, is, like, they have this team locked in for at least another three years, like this core of the team. And it's just, bro, it is insane. Because you're, you're talking about you got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman off. Literally, you got these two off of the stupidity of the fucking rest of the league because uh, boo-hoo, the Braves didn't want to give Freddie so Freeman dumb. enough fucking How money. How did they? No one else insane. did. Well, they probably did. I think it was he wants to Mookie Betts, the, the Red Sox wanted to fucking dump David Price's salary. Yeah. Like, fucking just off the – like, it's not like the Dodgers are cheating or they're like, you know, you can't explain none of this shit. But it's like that. They drafted Will Smith. They drafted James Alvin. But 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 you know. But they, this is exactly why I just said it would be a bust because it's not like they did the Met thing of last year, which is spend three four hundred million dollars and try to win it. They've drafted guys. They had a rookie of the year and an MVP with Bellinger at one point. Like you said, Will Smith. Then they made trades. They brought in Mookie. Then they made a big signing. They brought in Freeman. Then Otani. Then Yamamoto. Like they've gone at this. Every different route from the farm to trace to free agency to where I'm... And the only reason why I say it's a big bust this specific year is because if they lose... Or if they don't get to the... Let's just say this. If they don't... If they get to the World Series and lose, I, I, that's not a bust. You've got to get to the World Series. I'm saying just World Series, not winning it. If you don't get to the World Series and say you lose to the Braves, are you getting much better than the Braves? If the Braves already beat you, they're not getting worse either. That's why I feel like they have to, at minimum, get to the World Series this year. Ah, man. And it's Dude, imagine if they like... lose to the Diamondbacks again this year. Like, I'm not even saying that. <laughs> the Diamondbacks Yo, I though. love the Diamondbacks, but too, like, so, like... What, I'll say, like, what I love, though, what I love about the Dodgers is that they are just... They keep on just going, bro. They keep on just... It's like you said. They try with trades. They've tried with drafting. They've tried with spending money. They've tried with doing the most craziest shit that you can think of. If you remember, you know, Hanley Ramirez and fucking Carl Crawford and fucking, you know, just absolute crazy shit. And, you know, the one thing that I appreciate from the Dodgers is that they have literally been a winning team for since I think I've started watching baseball at this point. Um, or well, at least since I actually was like deep into yeah, baseball, the last, so I started like, watching years, like 2004. Yeah. But like since like they had, for example, Manny Ramirez on the team, yeah. and that was a long time ago. That's that because the year after was when Matt Kemp started breaking out, and then Matt Kemp was almost MVP, and then they just started winning and winning and winning after that. And it's just they keep trying, brother, and I. I just appreciate it. I I wish more teams would be like this, um, because like they remind me of like the Yankees you know, were actually the like like they remind me of, of what the Yankees should be, where it's not just yeah. spending, but it's everything else like you just said. And I legit think that there should be no way that they lose. I think the way that they lose would be through their pitching. Oh yeah, I still yeah. think they're pitching. Like we don't, we still don't know what Yamamoto is gonna be. Glass now is, as his name says, made of glass. <laughs> That's a good um, point. Bueller, Bueller hasn't 
you know, pitched a game yet. Dustin May. Dustin May hasn't pitched a game yet. Kershaw. Do you think they get snow? Do you think they still go for anybody else? That would. That would be fucking. Dude, if they got snow. I actually would think they should get Snell. I know the money would be crazy. They got to be... Well, actually, no, no, no. No, I lied, actually. They probably could still get Snell. If I'm not mistaken, they're only ninth in payroll in baseball right now because of all the deferred money, which is fucking wild bro, to think about. that's what I'm saying, bro. It's literally the stupidity of the rest of the league because what team has not thought about that yet? A deferral where... You just get a player to agree. Well, the to Mets take did with Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> but yeah, but just defer the whole fucking contract after they're fucking, you know, the contract's done and they're most likely out of the league. For someone like Shohei Otani, like that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's just the stupidity of the rest of the league. That's all. And it you're is. completely right because you know why it's stupid? It's because the majority of the teams that do it, like the Mets. Uh, there's actually, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty 99% sure Yelich did that to his contract. The one he's getting from the Brewers right now, the massive one, mostly is all deferred. Max Scherzer did that. Max Scherzer. Not, not like but, the whole yeah, thing, and the only reason but... I'll give defense on that, too, is because they actually did what I'm going to say the Dodgers are about to do, which is a team like the Brewers is stupid. The Brewers, you guys are stupid because if you're going to defer money, it should be because you want to use money that you deferred now. Like, you want to use money now for something else. They didn't do that. Like, a lot of these teams that defer money, it's because they don't want to pay it now. It's not because they want to go out and spend it somewhere else. Like, the Dodgers deferred, and then signed Yamamoto, and then signed Hernandez, and then gave Glasnow an extension. Like, they're like, all right, we're if, if you're not going to take your money now, we'll reward you by getting our team better now. There's teams like the Mets or something that just defer it because they are cheap and enough to like paying right now. And that's why they want Otani. And like some of these teams need to fucking realize, like they literally went to Otani with a plan, yeah. like a very well thought out, well detailed plan. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do, and this is how we're gonna do it. And he was probably just like, "Wow," because Dave Roberts did what Shohei Otani did not want them to do, which was go out into the media and tell them that they were meeting. And he still went yeah, to the Dodgers. Yeah. I think Roberts is, Roberts is fired this year if they don't win. Oh, he's got to be, dude. He's got to be. <laughs> I, hope, I hope so, too. But I I just, like, I think more teams got to do – because, like I said, it's not, it's not a situation where the Dodgers bought their whole team. It's not a situation where they, like, you know, absolutely – like, they cheated or anything. Literally, they – They've just taken care of the stupidity of the rest of the league. That's just that. That's all there is to it. Like, for example, Clayton Kershaw, and he was a free agent several times over the last few years. Some team could have just thrown a bunch of money to get Clayton Kershaw. They didn't. And he's continuously been a regular season anchor for Dude, them. Dude, there's got to be, like, collusion where just, like, no year. one talks to him. Like, I feel like that's what it is. It's, like, it's kind of like how the Mets did with Aaron Judge last year where they were, like, all right, like, we'll let you have him. I feel like everybody just doesn't reach out to Kershaw. They're just, like, all right, yeah. the Dodgers are going to do it. And another example, you know how uh, Gratterall is as good as he is, the reliever? Yeah, Bruce Thor, yeah. Like, bro, even we could see that. Yeah. How did nobody else in the league not pick up on that and try to make him their next like big star reliever? Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly I don't know. <laughs> it's it. 
How did he end up in the Dodgers' hands? And, yeah, and and let's let's not even like forget too. They also because we brought up prospects too, or guys they acquired. They still have guys like Max Muncie and Gavin Lux that we don't even talk about. That's how stacked their team right. is right now. They had Altman last is, year. Is projected to be their number nine hitter. Yeah. Yeah, dude, weren't you high? Were you the guy that was high on Outman last year? I remember someone was. and But, like, he was pretty good last year, too, for the beginning. But, like, they have so much yeah. depth. The one guy I'm actually shocked, just quick off the top of my head, because we were talking about Kershaw, the one guy I am, like, stunned they didn't sign a couple years ago again. I can't believe they did not keep Justin Turner. I thought for sure he was going to finish his career as a Dodger. Like, I was 100% sure of that. He seems so Dodger. Yeah. Gun to your head. Top five most underrated players going into the season. Uh, so, you know what? I actually, I'm going to bring one up right now because we've just been talking about this team for the last half hour, and his name I don't think has barely been mentioned, which is Bobby Miller for the Dodgers. Dude, I don't think people realize like how good he was. He was one of the top pitching prospects in baseball the last couple of years. And the only reason he helped me win a fantasy chip. There you go. Helped me win a fantasy Dude, championship. I've had him in my league in my other league too. Like I actually really like Bobby Miller. And on top of that, dude, he also came in and had to replace guys like Thor, who literally got cut. Walker Bueller, May, they were already hurt. Kershaw was dealing with some injuries. Like, they basically threw him into the fire, and he was good. And if I'm not mistaken, he pitched in the postseason and had a pretty good game. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty positive he did. And I have to give him props for that, because going into this year, now that they have other guys back coming off of injury, Kershaw's back, Yamamoto's there, it takes a lot more pressure off of him, plus the fact he's already done it for a year. So I actually think he's going to be in the top 10 for NL Cy uh, Cy Youngs this year, in my opinion. At least top 15. But he's definitely underrated. Um, I'm going to keep the story short and sweet for this guy because it's underrated too. Literally the same thing came up last year. Replaced injured guys. Did well. And I actually think he's going to be in the top 15 to 10 Cy Young voting as well. I wouldn't even be surprised if top 5 is Hunter Brown for the Astros. Came up last year, solid. That's a good pitch. Dude, solid. Good He's going to be like, I honestly think, one of the best pitchers in the AL this year. If not one of the, if not the best pitcher on the Astros. I mean, Verlander's getting up there. Other guys have dealt with injuries. He's going to be solid. Um, This one's not as underrated. I just feel like, once again, you don't hear him as much compared to some of the other prospects. But I do think Alvarez is going to have an all-star season. Because he hit over 20 home runs last year. He didn't come up right away in the beginning of the year. Up and down, had other catchers going on. The team was a mess this year, and he still put up good numbers. I think with the second year under his belt, knowing he's gotten the starting job from the get-go, um, I think he's going to have a top, uh, top, top season. It's funny, because I swear like a lot of these guys we've either brought up already just randomly. Uh, I actually think, and you're going to disagree with me so hard on this, I think he's going to hit close to 290, if not more. 15 minimum home runs, if not closer to 20. Minimum 20 stolen bases with solid defense. I finally think this is the year C.J. Abrams has a finally, like, a full-on good year. Why would I disagree with Cause that? Because I know, because I brought this up in the past, like, before he was really good. And, I, I, I mean, I went over at the top as, like, oh, you know, top, top prospect. But I actually think he's going to be, like, I obviously wouldn't say MVP, 
But dude, if everything goes well, he's like our top of the lineup. Like he's our Trey Turner. Literally. Yeah, no, like I'm serious, and I mean actually, that's perfect. You said that. I can make the argument with a better glove, a way better glove. Take the 15 teams in the NL. He could be a top five, sh- a top five shortstop. I'll say a top five shortstop at the end of the year. I respect Lindor, that. Trey, I respect like it. he could be at the bottom five of that. Like I think he finally figures it out this year because he had such good flashes last year. Uh, so that's uh, four so far. Uh, my last guy, hmm, I kind of screwed this up a little bit because I did, like, guys that are going to have a good season that might be a little bit under the radar. Give me a Mets guy, number five. Fuck now, it. You know what? I'm going to say this. He's not necessarily underrated, but it works also with the hat. You are going to love this because you love him. No one talks about oh, yeah. Luis Robert. Bro, no one talks about him. How the fact he's still on that fucking team is ridiculous. Yo, like if we He's underrated, we, honestly. You know, he, he is underrated. I meant to bring it up. I meant to bring it up during like the free agency talk. One, I'm like, I'm really surprised teams didn't throw a lot at the White Sox for him. Or if they did, I'm surprised the White Sox didn't, you know, pull the you trigger. Hear more about I don't Dylan know what Cease. the White Sox are actually doing. Yeah, but even that, like Dylan Cease, in my opinion, isn't a top pitcher in this league. No. He had a he had a lightning in the bottle season and teams are throwing a lot at you for but him. But you don't hear about Lucy Rivera. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I love that. Like Luis Robert, like Luis Robert is a top player in this league. He has all the tools. He's just on a really shit. He's on the sack. Like I said it the on the NBA piece. podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like there was a time when the Sacramento Kings, if you were a player drafted to the Kings, like it was almost set in stone. You weren't going to do shit in the league just because you were drafted there. And I kind of am starting to feel that way about the Sox because they had a lot of talent. They had, you know, Moncada go to shit. Eloy Jimenez hasn't done really much yet. Robert. Tim Anderson, Chris um, Sale. Like, well, uh, but Tim Anderson, you know, he got CT or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. He got knocked the fuck out. So I'll give, I'll give two honorable mentions. One is a Mets player, Jeff McNeil. I think yeah. I think not a lot. He's a, he's a pure hitter, man. I, I think he'll have a good year. But a national – James Wood, if he gets to the majors, when he gets to the majors this year, watch out for James Wood. He's going to hit a lot of bombs. He's going to be our big, big hitter in the middle of the lineup for the future. Um, and I hope we get a sneak preview of that this year because when he comes up, it's gonna it's it's gonna be highlights. Now, number five, I'm, I'm, the first two players I'm going to pick are like people that I don't even know if they're underrated. But number one is Max Fried. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll Max Fried. Has yeah, little, people forgot about him. If I'm not mistaken, Max Max Fried is a free agent after this year, um, or after the next year. So he's gonna start trying to, you know, spring a few, um, you know, years together here. But Max Fried's a dog. He has the stuff. He just needs to be healthy. He had a really good year last year when he was on the field. He has strikeout stuff. Um, I think he's still adjusting to the the new pitcher's rules. Once he's adjusted, I think he's gonna be a Cy Young contender. He might even win the Cy Young this year. If he gives a full year, second guy, Gunnar Henderson, dude is another dog, man. I love his game. I think he's underrated in a way because everyone looks at respectfully. So everyone looks at Adley. Everyone looks at, you know, Baltimore as a collective of their young prospects. But I think Gunnar Henderson is going to be a top player in the American League. I think he'll be a top 10 MVP. (coughs) I think he'll be an all star. I'm I'm looking for 30 home runs, 100 RBIs. I think he'll get there um, easily. Now this next guy, Framber Valdez. 
A lot of people might disagree, but he has the stuff to be one of the best pitchers ever. Ooh. Listen, Damn. hear me out. He has some really electric stuff when he's on. We've seen it. We've seen all the runs that he's gone on in the past, but it was always discredited because he was never the number one in this rotation. Um, he was always behind Justin Verlander. I know when he had a chance last year, he didn't lock down the rotation, but I think this year he will lock in and he will have the year that I'm looking for out of him. The next person, I'm going with Mackenzie Gore, another oh, national. Nice. That's a solid former one. Top, former top prospect, another guy that has phenomenal ace potential stuff. I think last year he showed very good stuff in a year that was not that great for the Nationals. Um, you know, there was a lot of errors behind him in the field. I think he was one of the top pitchers in the league um, with errors on the field behind him. Ooh. And I think, you know, with a full campaign this year, I think as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a top pitcher. And number one is going to be Glaber Torres. And the simple nice. reasoning that I have for, for Glaber Torres is because he's in a lineup with Aaron Judge, in a lineup with Juan Soto. When you're scouting, you're they're going to forget about Cleaver Torres, I'm telling you. And he is solid. I get it. He hasn't been the player that the Yankees really needed him to be that everyone thought he was going to be after his rookie campaign. But I think he's going to go back to that, especially if Stanton stays healthy, Rizzo stays healthy, and DJ LeMahieu stays healthy. This guy's going to be absolutely forgotten about, and he's going to tear the cover off the base. And this is his last year there, if I'm not mistaken, too. For free agency, I think it is that too. Yeah, and I know Glaber Torres loves some money. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> they actually just asked him today if uh, he was going to talk about contracts during the season. He said probably not. To probably not till after, which you know everybody says so it makes sense. But yeah, that's solid. That's a solid choice. I actually expect him to have. I wouldn't even be surprised if he hits thirty home runs this year. To be honest, not a, he has the pop, man. It's just he he just gets inconsistent. But it's like, I, it's it's how, I think the Padres are just cursed. When they had all that talent, I think they're just cursed. Because yep. there's no, like, literally, it made no sense. Because Padres had some of the best stats in certain categories in the league. Like, Josh Hader was one of the fucking best closers in history last year. And Blake Snell was a fucking Cy Young. Um, I get, you know, some of their hitters struggled, but they all put together somewhat decent years. So I don't, <laughs> I really can't tell you what we're Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just a curse because um, I pr- pretty much projected them to win the, uh, the division. But in almost every other scenario, it's true that you surround your star with talent and the rest of the hitters see better pitches. And I think, I think it's just going to happen there in the Yankees lineup. Yeah, that's a solid point. I completely oh. agree with that. built different or not so all that is is we're going to randomize you know four or five players we'll make it quick and we're just going to say if they're built different or not sounds good one sec all right first player One, two, three. Okay, Nolan Arenado. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I will say he is. And the reason why I say that is because 
I actually am happy that he called out the Rockies' ownership that one time before he left. Because it was like, oh, give him a contract and we'll maybe build up the rest of the team, but then instantly trade him. And he expressed his unhappiness. And if that wasn't a guy that was like one of the best third basemen in the league, obviously it probably wouldn't be you know handled as well. But let's be honest, he is one of the best players in the league, and that team has never done anything. So the fact, and on top of that, when he went to the Cardinals after that, he pretty much put up MVP numbers for like back-to-back seasons. So like I got it, and plus I love solid defender, especially at third base. So I have to admit, he is built different. I do like Nolan. Yeah, like when I when I saw his name, I wanted to say no. I know, for some reason be, I did too. I don't know why. Like, it's got to be like a Hall of Fame credentials kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like I, you know, he's like some of the plays he's made at third base alone for me makes him build different. And then with the bat, he's been a very consistent bat over time. Um, even though you know he did bitch at the Rockies ownership, I I still think it was his fault for signing that contract to begin with. Like you gotta know, like after they signed him to the contract, they didn't, they weren't gonna spend money after that. The Rockies are never gonna get pitching, like they're. Like, the Rockies are just flawed because no pitcher is ever going to really want to go there. They're never going to be able to put together a team that's actually going to be a World Series favorite. So they're not going to really attract too much other talent unless a hitter just wants to go there to have fun like fucking Chris Bryant's high ass. <laughs> um, and it's it's tough. Um, but he made the best of it. Made him a playoff team a couple times. Um yeah, I just feel like he's not yeah, as like loud, different. which would be like the only thing. Like, I feel like, I mean, he does obviously chirp a little bit, but I feel like he's like one of those guys that even if he was on like the Dodgers, I feel like I still wouldn't think about him first compared to like Mookie or Freeman or some of the other guys. I don't know what it is. It's like weird. Right, I feel you. I feel you. So Anthony Rizzo. <sighs> you know what's. <sighs> I'm going to say no, but shout out to his yeah, dog. Yeah, it's so weird. You know what's funny that you said that is because he's a, he's a yeah, guy. He's a really good yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, dude, I know. Yeah, it's – I'm not getting that vibe of built different, but he's such a nice dude. Apparently, like, yeah, he's, he takes his dogs on a walks in Central Park all the time, and he's done charities and stuff. Like, Actually, I don't know. But then he did, he did win the Cubs the World Series. And he beat cancer. He beat cancer, too. Oh, he right? did. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Some okay. shit. I, I, I don't know that. I'm going to stand on that one because I'm not too sure. <laughs> I don't want to throw that on him. <laughs> Maybe he did. Uh, but, dude, he also won the Cubs the World Series, and he's like a... F- you know what? I am going to say built different because two reasons. It's really hard to get the love of two cities in one lifetime. If he walks down the street of Chicago, people will like him. And even though he hasn't had an MVP season with the Yankees, yo, if he's walking down the street in the in City Field, like I would, or in, in New York City, I would assume most people would be like, "Hey, Rizzo," and you know, like that. So, like, I feel like to get that much love, I like Rizzo. I think he's, he's like built different, borderline. Yeah, borderline. He's yeah. built different in the way but, of like you know, I mean, a good built different. Built different. Whatever, 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 whatever. Yeah. He's built different. All right, ready? Jeff Samarja. <laughs> Jeff Samarja. Why am I like? No, yeah, he's the shark, right? Yeah, yeah, the shark. Uh, Straight up beat. Yeah, I I guess he would be built different. (laughs) He kind of threw me a real big curveball there. I was not expecting to hear that name today. So, yeah, yeah, the shark's built different, of course. The shark. God, wow. Uh, (laughs) It really threw me off. (laughs) 
uh, one-time all-star. You know, I'm going to say he's not. I didn't really like him. I thought his nose was ugly. Um, but he was the shark, I guess. But I, I can't give him the build different. Oh, title. dude, you know what's mad funny? Just to not, like, screw up your segment for a second, but if I just pulled two cards right here, tell me these two dudes are not built different. Aroldis Chapman Who? and Amir Garrett. <laughs> Dude, that is like the most built <laughs> different. Got to a fight. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I literally just picked up two random cards and they're most built different guys ever. But anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of, like, if you guys make sure, like, if you guys get to this point in the episode, let us know. We want, we're thinking of doing an episode where we just go through our baseball cards. We'll make it entertaining. We'll talk while we're doing it. But we're thinking about little doing little it. games Keep involved that in, in that, too. There'll be a lot of fun stuff. Maybe even right, a live so pack opening on screen of, like, crazy cool packs. Built different or not, Hanley Ramirez. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I, That's my guy. I know. That is my I, guy. And I'm going to say he's built different just because he's my guy. I think he hit he hit well for the Red Sox, hit well for the Dodgers, hit well for the Marlins. I, I, I love Hanley. He was a good... He was a good skinny, fast dude. He was a good fat dude. He was a good strong dude. He's definitely built he was, different. Uh, Let's just say that he's definitely built like, different. He, you know what it is? I think at the end of his, career, I think his career ended because he got into some like fucking drug scandal that we literally never heard about after one report. That's like, a good literally point. one report that we, we don't know if the report was true or not. But apparently he was like, <laughs> I don't even know. I, someone I call him. Where so, someone check on Hanley? <laughs> yeah, uh, literally, I have not heard or seen a thing about fucking Hanley since. Yeah, then. you know what it was too. What's weird is that, granted, I love Mickey now, but him and Hanley, I just didn't like when I was growing up because they always used to screw the Mets, man. Like they were just. It was like the like the <laughs> Pat Burrell thing for the Phillies, where it's like I love Pat Burrell, but he was just a Met killer. I just feel like those guys just, like, the Marlins always just screw with the Mets, and that's why it's, like, I always had this weird, like, not even negativity, I don't even know, it's just, like, dislike, but like, I don't know. But, yeah, he's definitely built different. All right, and that's going to wrap up that segment. <laughs> who, not who is the top five currently right now, but who's going to be, if you had to predict, who's going to be the top five players this season? Um, I will just like right off the bat because he's just in general usually a top five. I actually would be shocked if Soto doesn't make the run at MVP. If Judge stays healthy, which I'll I'll throw Judge in there too. I think both of them are going to be easily the top one and two MVPs of the AL, especially with Otani not being there. Like I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I, I I'm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. AL MVP is up for grabs again. And I'm gonna get a lot of hate for saying this. First off, the other guys in the AL that I would think would make a run at it next would be either like Kyle Tucker or Alvarez or uh, yeah, Jordan Alvarez. I gotta say this, and I'm so upset that I have to say this. I'm not on the Mike Trout train again until he can stay healthy, bro. Like I'm not. I, I don't think anybody is. I either. saw this like tweet today about it. Like who's like who would you rather have like or who's better right now, Corey Seager or Trout? And like Trout won by like a landslide. And I was like shocked to see that because I understand Trout was really good, and I understand when he's healthy, he's really good. You can tell me all the war, this, that, and the other thing. To me, one of the best availabilities is availability. And if you're just not ever healthy, like I just can't put your. 
Like, talent-wise, if we're just talking straight talent, okay. But, like, I need you on the field. And, like, if you're not on the field, I can't take you. I would love a healthy Trout on the Mets. Everybody would love a healthy Trout. But, like, I don't want to commit to 60 to 80 games every goddamn year. It's, like, it's so frustrating. It's like a Byron Buxton situation. But to go back to it, so Judge and Soto are definitely up there. Um, I, I... I don't know if Otani's actually going to have as good of a season with the Dodgers. I actually think his health might come into play a little bit. Um, I do actually think we're going to get a full start-to-finish good season again of Mookie Betts. I think he'll really be good again this year. Um, this is going to be like a kind of a hot take. A really fucking hot take. And I'm not trying to be a homer about this. I'm just going straight with contracts. Maybe not the fourth or first or second or third. I do think Pete is going to be one of the best players in baseball this year. If he stays healthy, guaranteeing close to 60, if not 65 home runs. Like, there's no way he's not hitting 50 if he's healthy all year. So I got to throw that out there. And then the only other guy that would obviously come close, but I I hate to say because I never wish injury and it's not wishing it, but I... I do think we're on that every other year of Okuna getting hurt. So I don't think he's going to be a top five this year. Um, I I just I don't want to I don't want to agree, but like I feel the same way. But he is in my top five. But he like, would be in mine. Yeah. I wanted to leave him off for that reason. Yeah, he would be in mine. Um, I I haven't really it's I haven't really thrown any pitchers in here yet. It's hard because Garrett. Cole, I didn't. I don't have a pitcher. I don't have a pitcher in mind because it's so. It's up in the air yeah. right now. Like I, Garrett Cole is the only one that I think you can justify putting. But even in then, here. it's every five. And days. then after that, like you're talking five. Yeah, days. it's like Spencer Strider, maybe. Yeah, but not really. Like maybe Corbin Burns. He was one but of the I don't ones so. that came to mind. It's just like, Yamamoto. I wanted Sanga, but now he has arm fatigue. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna yeah, so, I'm gonna come back. So here's my. I just gotta five. end it with my last fifth. Just throwing this out there. My last fifth is actually. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. Full healthy year, Kyle Tucker. I think he's gonna have a great season. Yeah, that's fair. So my number f- number five and number four, Aaron Judge and Juan Soto. Yep. Yeah, I I think in that lineup together, it's it, it feels like Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman of last year. Just it's it's gonna be very hard to get around. It's gonna be new. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be spicy. Number three, and you can hate me. Everybody can hate me. Number three because he doesn't have the spotlight on him at all whatsoever. Padres don't have the the spotlight on them. Fernando Tatis Jr. I was thinking that. I think he's gonna come right back up to the spotlight. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do some damage this year. Number two, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, said I had to keep him in the top five. Um, you know, sensational year last year. Um, still recovering from that. Um, and number one, I got Papa Julio Rodriguez. Man, yeah. I, I think the dude's gonna have a fucking crazy ass year. At least I hope so. Anyway, um, I, I think if the Mariners are to make the playoffs with the lineup that they have right now, I think there's gonna be a lot of eyes on him for AL MVP. And honestly, I think he will secure it. I think he's going to have a huge year. I think he sees what Acuna did last year and realizes that he can do the same thing. He just got to stay consistent, and he's just got to keep stealing bases. He has the speed, um, and he's a great fielder. 
Um, so that's that's my top five. I got a lot of faith in Papa Julio, man. Yo, that's that's a good that's a good list. The one thing you said that I really <laughs> liked too is the Tatis one. And the one thing I never really thought about that's creeping into my mind, and I don't actually think Soto's necessarily at all like someone that would want to take the spotlight, but I'm wondering if Tatis is someone that could prevail without having one less personality in the room. And I don't know, and that's kind of like why I wasn't ready to like kind of just X out the Padres because I feel like a great like Tatis and Machado and Bogarts, and Bogarts yeah. alone are really fucking good. Solid, solid. So, so yeah, interesting. I like um, that. Yeah, man. So listen, you know that being said, I'm really looking forward Hell to yeah. baseball, brother. Me too, dude. I'm so excited, man. Let's every healthy year, man. A healthy year changes this whole league, man. Yeah, we're going. We're going to Mets opening day. Oh, yeah. Um. I'm potentially going to Yankees opening day. Either which way, I'm going to some fucking Yankee game because I gotta gotta see my guy Juan Soto in the pinstripes. Gonna try to get up to Fenway this year as well. Um, the Nationals are visiting Fenway, so that'll be a fucking goofy ass game to go to. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you know, gonna try to that opening day game is officially the first day of baseball. I think that's the first day. I don't think there's games before that, so we will be at a baseball game the first day of the year. I'm here for Hell it, brother. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no one else I'd rather do it with, bro. First choice, my man. Um, yes. Yeah, so, with that being said, everybody, make sure you guys like and subscribe and share, leave feedback, sell your souls, get on the train. We have a lot of content coming your way. Baseball season's kicking in gear. We have the NFL off season. The draft is coming up eventually. The off season, you know, is is here. We got free agency for that. Um, NBA, we're about we're going to be headed towards the playoffs soon. Yeah. Um, video games. There's a whole hell of a lot of shit happening this year in the video game world. So we're going to kick that back up soon. Um, all of our different conversations. We got so many ideas that we're cooking up. And then I cannot forget to mention WWE headed into WrestleMania and then a whole year after that. I just can't wait. We just hit 500 subscribers. Thank you to everybody that's on this train with us. Thank you. Continue selling your souls. Thank you so much. And have a good day or night. Stay positive. We appreciate you guys. Peace.